the devil is always a late comer. You will be a late comer even in your life in the name of Jesus. This, this morning, you know, when I came to church, I came with my laptop to use as, for this presentation. And I opened up this morning. And uh, the first thing I noticed was that it was like it was looking like it was crashed. And I was like, wow, well, that's where my message is. Praise the Lord. You know, and lo and behold, I, I started it again. And it came up. Praise the Lord. And I quickly printed my message from it. I came downstairs now, and I had it all. But I looked at it again, crashed. Praise the Lord. So thank God I have my message somewhere. Else. Hallelujah. The devil is a late comer. He will always be a late comer in your life in the name of Jesus Christ. No, you always think he's mad. But God is smarter. Hallelujah. Amen. Last week we started looking at uh, our team for the month of September and October. This is a new foundation of hope. A new foundation of hope. And I spent some time last week trying to differentiate between faith and hope. And the importance for us to separate the two so that we can have the full benefit or understanding of what it means to hope on God. Praise the Lord. Uh, I define uh, faith as the affirmation that something will happen, you know, that you are sure it's happen because of a set of belief or, or experience you've had concerning that thing. So you know that's going to happen. Whereas hope is an expectation that something is going to happen to you, you know. And this set of belief, uh, hope has to do with, uh, you, can, you can have hope based on anything. Based on anything. You, you, you may have hope because of your relationship, because of, of your knowledge of, of something. But when you have faith, faith is built on a particular knowledge, on a particular understanding, or a particular relationship with God. Praise the Lord. And I said, some of the quotes I had last week, I want myself to put on the screen. First, first, first quote I had was that when you have faith, you will definitely have hope. When you have faith, you will definitely have hope. But you can have hope without having any faith. Can I put that quote on the screen? You can have faith without having any hope at all. Praise the Lord. So that means hope can be built on driven foundations. You know, foundations of your faith or other factors of knowledge. You know, your hope can be built on different foundations. You know, Jesus promised he's coming back. I have hope in that. So I have faith in that, sorry. I have faith he's coming back. You know, I'm very sure he's coming back. I don't have any doubt he's coming back. But I hope that when he comes back, I'm going to be part of those that he did take with him. So that is a certain part in my heart that God, the Lord Jesus Christ, is coming back and he's coming back for me and for you. And you will not miss it in the name of Jesus Christ. But that reminds me, over the last weekend, or over the past week, really, you know, we, we, the news has been flooded with the issue of Hurricane, uh, <laughs> praise the Lord. I can understand why you say I should not mention it because I can't check the name now. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Hurricane Florence. <laughs> uh, remember when I came this morning, 
Kikis nak say, ah, this one okay, don't reach here again. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Let's clap for Sister Florence. Hallelujah. Amen. You know, and everybody was preparing for this hurricane. And it, it, it was downgraded from category 4 to 3 to 2 and became a tropical storm. Praise the Lord. You know, but the expectations were high. People were packing their loads. People were you know, burning up their houses, moving from place to place. You know, and two weeks ago, I was in the region where this thing was happening. That was how I traveled to the U.S. You know, beautiful place. But they were all running around, expecting the hurricane. But brother, let me tell you something. There's a coming back that we don't know the hour. Don't know the time. But it's coming back. How prepared are you? Are you ready for it? Are we ready for it? Because no man knows the hour. No man knows the time. But he's sure they're coming back. And it's coming back cannot be compared to any hurricane. Whatever you want to call it. Whether it's Florence or Tokubo or whatever. Whatever name you give to it, nothing can be compared to it. How many of us believe it's coming back here? Hallelujah. You will not miss it in the name of Jesus Christ. Praise the Lord. So our hope is that when it comes back, we will be able to go with him. So I said, last week, that our faith should drive our hope. Not our hope driving what? What I mean by that is that if you are in faith because you are open to get something, something is wrong. If you are in faith because you hope to get something, something is wrong. Because what that means is that if another person offers to give you that thing, you can as well do what? Go do it with that person. So your faith is not built on the other knowledge you have of that person, on the belief system you have. That, that's it. And the truth is that many today in the church are building their, building their faith. I'm not saying it's wrong to be hopeful. Don't get me wrong. Please. But what I'm saying is that let your faith drive your hope. Not the other way around. Because if you have hope to receive something from God, and that's why you are in church, then if somebody else offers you the same thing, you may likely deny. Praise the Lord. And you can see that the life of the Lord Jesus Christ. You see, when they finished fasting and prayer, the, Lord, the, the Holy Spirit led in the wilderness. And the, the, the devil tempted him. And said, see this word. I'm going to give it to, to you. Of course, that was what he has. That is the promise of the Father for, to him. Sister. So, but he, he ate unto the father. He didn't say, well, that was given to me now. Why, why do I have to wait? To that time. So he ate unto God. His faith is not built on the hope he, what he, he hope to receive in return. Praise the Lord. 
So I want us to have that understanding that let our hope be driven by our faith. Praise the Lord. Last week I, 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 I started dwelling more on the topic by looking at the hymn we sang this morning. My hope is built on what? Not made. But what? Jesus' blood and righteousness. Now that, that's the building block of our, of our message. You know, and we said there are two pillars that we can see from this hymn. What are the two pillars? Jesus' blood and what? And righteousness. And I think in my introduction last week, I did mention as well that you know, one of those pillars is Jesus' blood. Or Jesus himself. You know, you have no technique. You have nothing to do with it. You cannot influence it. It's a done deal. You have not in the design of it. And I look at it as a pillar now. You have not taken, you, you cannot pay the price for it. It's been fully paid. You cannot change it. You cannot redesign it. You cannot have another name to substitute it. No. It is settled. That one pillar is settled. You just need to have it. Praise the Lord. And the other pillar is the pillar of righteousness. That is a pillar that is your own responsibility. You need to hold it. You need to have it. And in doing so, you need to make sure that you keep standing. I would say walk at your own salvation with what? With fear and trembling. So it's not a matter of I'm safe, I'm forever safe. No. You have to continually walk with him. You say, be careful. Be vigilant. Because what? Your adversary, the devil is what? Like a roaring lion. Seeking who will you devour. He will not devour you. He's looking for an opportunity to do what? To strike. So if you break the edge, what will happen? So that is the pillar that you, you have a responsibility. And without the first pillar, you cannot have the second pillar. Praise the Lord. You need to have two. To stand. Praise the Lord. So let's play more on this as we continue this teaching. What does Jesus' blood mean to me? What does the blood of Jesus mean to you and me? When we say, your, your, your hope is built on nothing but Jesus' blood and righteousness. What does it mean? It means salvation. Salvation. By his blood, I'm saved. He gave himself for you and me. So the first building block of your hope is salvation. You are saved. And the reason why I'm saved is because I want to be, God wants me to be with him in eternity. So my hope is that I will make it to, the, to eternity. I will make it to the end. So eternal life is the hope. 
I have to have eternal life. And as long as I'm looking forward to that, nothing can, for any reason, or make me feel hopeless. I hope to write it. As long as I'm focused on that, as long as my desire is for that, as long as I'm hopeful for eternity, then I walk towards it. The nothing I'm seeing around me can, can influence me or make me feel unworthy. Every other thing is secondary. And that's why the Lord Jesus Christ said himself, in Matthew 63, Matthew 63, seek ye first what? The kingdom of God. And what? And his righteousness. And every other thing was, shall be added to you. So he even put the second pillar there. The second pillar we're talking about. Seek ye first kingdom. Seek eternity. So if I'm out of eternity, I am daily encouraged to walk towards it. Then they encourage. Nothing. No. I will just make sure that no, I want to make it to the end. Praise the Lord. Since that is coming, since I have faith of that triumph of the Lord Jesus Christ, then I can never lose hope. My hope will remain alive. Praise the Lord. And the other reason I have hope in the Lord is because He, he gave Himself for me. If the Lord Jesus Christ gave himself for me. So he loved us so much that he gave his only begotten son. If he can share his blood for me, that means I am valuable. I'm worthy to him. I'm, God values me. That just God values me. So if he values me, that means he can give anything for me. Praise the Lord. I would say, the Lord Jesus Christ himself said, he can't ignore robbery to leave his throne grave and come and dwell with his own creation. That is how much God cares or values you. doesn't want you to be a lost soul. So I'm valuable before God. So if I'm valuable before God, he will not let me loose. And you will not be a loser. He will not let me loose. Your salvation costed him something. So he will do everything possible to make sure that, yes, you make it. That he gives you. So if I have that understanding that God can do anything for me, then I will have, I will have, I will have it. No matter what I'm passing through, no matter the situation around me, I will have what? Hope in him. Praise the Lord. It's very important for us to understand that. That our hope is built on this God. Our salvation. How valuable you are to him. Jesus Lord can also represent his word. That he is always standing by his word. He said we send the Messiah and he sent the Messiah. In the Luke 4 that we read, I would say he opened the scripture. And when he opened the scripture, he read why he was this guy. The spirit of the Lord God is upon me. After he has read it, he closed it. He said, Today, this scripture is what? 
feeling. There's something God has written about you. Lift up your hand. There's something God wants to do in your life. He's written concerning you. You shall fulfill it. In the name of Jesus Christ. He says, my purpose for you, my thought towards you are of good and not of evil. To give you hope. Give you future. Praise the Lord. So he stands by his word. So no matter what you are going through, if God says it is well with you, what do you say? It's well. It's well. If you can only stand by the word of God. By the word, I says. No, I, I, I look at an example here in the scripture. I think I see that in the book. Look, look, look at five. Look five. Look five. Verse 1. Let's just read it. It is, it's a common scripture that, that we know very well, but let's just read it. So one day as Jesus was standing by the lake of Gennesaret, the people were crowding around him and listening to the word of God. He saw at the water edge two boats left there by the fishermen who were washing their nets. He got into one of the boats, the one belonging to Simon, and asked him to put out a little for the shore. Then he sat down and taught the people from the boat. When he had finished speaking, he said to them, to Simon, put out into the deep water and lay down the net for a catch. Simon answered, Master, we have worked hard all night and haven't caught anything. But because you say so, hallelujah, but because you say so, I will lay down the nets. King James put it this way. Nevertheless, at thy wall, I will lay down the nets. I mean, the circumstances around him, what he could see physically, suggests trouble, suggests failure. He has done all he could. He could not do anything better. But at that time, he said, I thy word, nevertheless, I thy word, because you say so, I will lay down the net. Of course, you know what happened to the Because that he could take the net. And he could not contain even his own boat. He had to call for help from other people to help him. I thy word. So, so, let me tell you something. As a believer, that should be our principle. The nevertheless principle. Nevertheless, no matter what I'm seeing, I hold on to who? The word of God. His word never fails. Say, it will never leave you, no, forsake you. It's not an oral statement. It's a statement of fact. The word of God is powerful. It's not just an ordinary word. I, and I understand that from my background. It's, it's spiritual, you know, it's, his word is life. It's alive. There's power in the word of God. When they read the scripture, don't just read as you are reading the story. No, it's not a story. It's spirit alive. I said it before. See, you know, when the people in the, in the, the world, when the spiritualists 
understand that incantation. It's ordinary word you hear, right? But when they, when they do that incantation, there is a spirit behind that word that controls whatever they ask, ask the word to do. The same thing with the word of God. There's a spirit backing it up. So we can say it is well with you, it is indeed what? Well with you. So your hope is built on that understanding that God says so, and it is so. Praise the Lord. Hope in him. Because he is God. He never fails in his word. He said, my word will not come back to me, what? Boy. It has to accomplish what I sent it to do. The word of God in your life will be accomplished this year. In the name of Jesus. Things around you may not be looking the way you want it to look. It doesn't mean God is not God. He is God. He makes everything beautiful. And when the time comes, people will look at you and say, how did you do it? You answer them. Uh, I think that comes to my mind now. What can I say? Just in my mind again. I never knew he will honor me this way. I never knew he will honor me this way. I never knew he will honor me this way. Honor me this way. Thank you, Jesus. What about you? Oh, yes. I never knew. He will honor me this way. I never knew. He will honor me this way. Honor me this way. Thank you, Jesus. So when you hope on him because of who he is, no matter what comes your way, you will stand in my head. But when your hope is driven, when, when, you, when your faith is driven by hope, there's every likelihood that you feel like a wave of the sea. Toss up and down. Wherever it goes, it goes. Ah. They say that if somebody can help you here, he was here. Because you are driven by your faith. Not by faith. Praise the Lord. The Lord help us in the name of Jesus Christ. The other part of that hymn says, I dare not trust in what's sweetest thing. What is sweetest thing? What are sweetest thing? What can be referred to as special? You know, these are emotional things. Things that you see that can influence, or things that you feel that can influence you, that can influence your mind. They can put you in a position and say, okay, uh, because of this, I have this. Sometimes it could be political. Maybe you have somebody in political position. And you have a good relationship with that person. And you believe that that person can do what can help you. That relationship. Go to my financial. You, you, you look at your bank account and say, ah, this is for me. 
things that appreciate your mind, emotional issues. Those are treated for. Praise the Lord. Let's look at it from the political point of view. The political connection. You know, within government, and you think because you know in government, you can take control, you can do anything. You, you build your hope around them. Let me tell you something. No matter who is in political position, two things can happen. You can either get there and you realize that they don't know you again. Do you understand? They don't know you again. Let me tell you a short story. I will not mention the state. In Nigeria, I had a friend, a colleague, who worked together in Sherwood those days. I married. And suddenly they, they took him to come and become commissioner in his state, very rich state. Before he left Worry, he was sharing an apartment with his cousin, not his friend, his cousin. They were cousins. And they, 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 they have two double flats. So told them, I have one flat, one room. This guy became a commissioner. He was a commissioner for eight years. He became the deputy governor. After five years, commissioner. Deputy governor for eight years. That is causing that they live together. He didn't do one thing. Hello? One thing for him. I asked him, I asked him, not be your brother, be commissioner. Uh, forget, forget that one. He could not help. Today he's no longer in government. But that is causing that they live together as bachelors. So if he had hope, when he was going, ah, oh boy, they go. I mean, <laughs> morning. Forget it. Don't beat your hope around people. Sometimes they may even want to help. They don't have the means to. The guy was a politics, but he told, he told, my, he told my friend then that, you know, they put me here. Last week, I'm, 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 I'm occupying a slot for somebody. It, doesn't, it cannot influence anything. That was the excuse he gave. The children of Israel, let us read it. Book of Exodus. Exodus 1. Exodus 1. It's so that we can use the scripture as well to, to clarify what we are saying. Exodus 1, 8 to 11. No, before this time, the children of Israel enjoyed everything because of the connection of Joseph to Pharaoh and God Joseph helped them for a long time. So they enjoyed for a long time. But one day, Bible says, now there arose up a new king over Egypt. Who knew not? Joseph. So they, they, they have lived their life because of their relationship with Pharaoh. They forgot God. They forgot God. There arose a king who knew not Joseph. So, people can even be in government, or they can even be in government and they will not do anything for you. And because of that, a new king came up and he began to deal with them as slaves. He devised a means of putting them under slavery and decided to turn the for them. So, if you build your own 
or man or political positions. Brethren, it does not last. It does not last. The Lord help us in the name of Jesus Christ. You can put your hope on the on finances. You have money. You have the money. But do you know how many people have money today that they are understood they cannot help themselves? They could not help themselves. They have all the money, but if they give them the price, they can do it. But they could not. Praise the Lord. So don't build your hope on your financial resources. In Luke 12, Luke 12, 3 to 20. Luke 12, 3 to 20. Lord Jesus Christ related to the and he said to them, Take heed and beware of covetousness. For a man's life consisted not on the abundance of the things which he possesses. A man's life is not just all about the things he has. No, it's much more than that. And he speaks about to them, saying, The ground of a certain man, rich man, brought forth plentifully. And he thought to him, with himself, saying, what shall I do? Because I have no room where to bestow my fruits. Hmm. And he said, this will I do. I will pull down my bands and build greater. And I will bestow all my fruits and my goods. And I, and I will say to my soul, so that as much goods laid up for, for many years. Take that his heat, drink, and marry. God said unto him, Thou what? Thou who? This night thy soul shall be required of thee. Then who shall this thing be? He that has provided. Praise the Lord. So don't, don't put your hope on the financial resources. It's limited. Praise the Lord. Nobody said they thought they had money. But one day, the currency was devalued. Boom! What happened with that money? Because of that river. Praise the Lord. The, the rich young ruler. Remember his story in the book of Mark 10. Mark 10, 27. The rich young ruler. He came to the Lord. What shall I do? To do what? To make it to the kingdom of heaven. I want to make it to the head. And the Lord told him many things. Can do. Say, I've been doing all those things. From my youth. I understood all those things. The Lord said, okay. Go and sell all your goods. Everything you have. Verse 20. Mark, Mark, Mark 10, verse 20. And he answered and said to him, Master, all these have I observed from my youth. Then Jesus, beholding him, loved him. Hallelujah. Loved him and said unto him, One thing thou lackest, go thy way, sell whatsoever thou hast, and give to the poor, and thou shalt have treasure in heaven. And come, take all thy cross and follow me. And he was sad. At that saying, and went away grieved, for he had great possessions. He could not 
let go of what you are doing. It's hope of influence. It's hope of being able to do a lot of things in that time was based on what he has. Praise the Lord. Many of us may have experienced it before. You, you, you ask somebody somewhere and you expect that person to do something for you. And you have trust that person he will do something for you. And you get there, that person disappoints. How many of us have said that before? It is true. It's the reality of life. Say, ah, can you do this for me? I don't expect it. God is the only one that can never fail. Man can fail. Sometimes not because they want to fail. Sometimes because they are limited. Sometimes because you don't even know them. Because you know them. Praise the Lord. Am I communicating? Don't build your hope on any man. Don't build on hope on what you see. Trust God with all your heart. I was listening to a message by Rabbi How many of us are Rabbi And he was telling a story about a church in Goku when they were building that place. And he said for a long time they didn't have money for, for the zinc to go. So they were using tarpaulin. And God promised them that they are going to build that place before the next rainy season. You know when it rains in Nigeria, not this kind of rain here. Praise the Lord. It's really rain. You know, it rains <laughs> seriously. So they were managing. Said that one, they want the one man came to church and told them, Ah, why are you using tapolin? We are believing God. So, okay, I, I'm ready to provide what you needed for the thing. So he promised them one million naira those days. And they were all excited. Hey, God has answered us. They were all excited. The next day, they didn't see one million. They were waiting. They started praying, God, let this man give us one million. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Their prayer was for God to let that man give them one million. He said, it's tomorrow. <laughs> that the maximum the man contributed was 10,000 naira. But they, they put, they, 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 they not forgot the next to put their hope on, on, on God. They put their hope on, on that man. Instead of praying to God, they are praying for that man to give them one million naira. And he said, when he realized that, when he down on him, that they have been doing the wrong thing, God spoke to him. He said, just call the conductor one day. Come. I need to go start tomorrow. We have some things. Let's have work. He said, you have to pay the workers. He said, how much do you need to pay them? At least five thousand for the baseball. So it doesn't have one mirror. Okay. It's okay. Let's go. Go then tomorrow. Let us start. He said he, he didn't know how to get the money. But he started working. He started praying. They were working. He didn't have money. So he said, when they finish work, this is your pay. Say at about four thirty. They were doing five thousand. Four thirty, somebody knocked on his door. Sorry, I should have talked to this morning. 
God led him out to give him this money. But I mean, he gets his money. How much? 5,000. Praise the Lord. He paid them this. That, that when they finished working. No, before he was afraid that if this group finished, what will I tell them? <laughs> but before they finished, he went to the site. How far have you gone? He had confidence now because he had money in his pockets. So he gave them the money. He said, come tomorrow. Praise the Lord. And by the grace of God, they never lack. They completed the work. When you hope on man, man will pay you. But when you hope on God, God will not pay you. I give him personal testimony. When I was in the Middle East, when we wanted to take the first house we used for church, when the man told us big, how much we're going to be paying every month. See, I shared this with some before. Every month, the cost was about 10,000 US dollars monthly rent. We didn't have that money. We didn't have that money. I was afraid. But somehow, I had the courage to say, Let's go ahead and take it. I don't know why it comes to from. Let's go ahead and take it. But do you want it? They've been in that house now for more than seven years. I said seven years. More than eight years. Using that thing. For one day, they've never heard the rent. Let's talk about Jesus. They never owe a rent for one day. In actual fact, you don't pay one month rent. You pay two months of money. Praise the Lord. The man was so happy with us that he gave us another house. Praise the Lord. So use. And this is, this is a place where Collect check before they give you house. You, you have the right to get check before they can give you house. But we don't give him postage check again. Initially, we were giving postage check, but now we don't give him. It's just trust. We give him cash. Cash. He was so impressed after giving us the second house that he called his friend again. I have some people they need house. Hallelujah. How many houses now? Three houses. Three parishes using the Catalan house. Praise the Lord. That is what when you hope, because at that time, you know, you may think that they used to post. Do you know what happened? Started getting job after Qatar, leaving Qatar. And you see, ah, this is where I'm going. How am I going to get the money? <laughs> God, we make our way. Where there seems to be no way, he walks in way we cannot see. He will make a way for me. He will be my guide, walking closely to love and strength for each new day. He will make a way. Let's run on our feet. Go. Oh. 
Never leave you, nor forsake you. It's not a word of mouth. Brethren, it's the fact of God. That is what God can do. I don't know what you are hoping for. I don't know what your expectations are. I don't know what is heavy in your heart. As you sing that song again, just sing it with an understanding that God can do it for you. He can make a way for you. <laughs> 